Hello and welcome to the round five review on the Doctor Supercoach podcast. I'm joined this week by Giri. Giri, um, Hello. How'd, you, how'd your week go, man? Um, oh, look, to be honest, it wasn't the best week. Um, I scored 1,957. Oh, ouch. Yeah, um, I've dropped 11k this week and I'm sitting at 45,337. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, it wasn't the best week. Um, pretty much everything that could have gone wrong on Saturday and Sunday went wrong. Um, I had Robbie Gray do poorly. I got a bit greedy with uh, Goldstein's 125, and I decided to put the captain on five. Yeah. That, yeah, that bit, I'm sure that bit a lot of people in the bum. It dictated a lot of people's weeks, didn't it? Yeah, um, mine included, and it was probably, actually, I'd say it was the reason that I didn't get 2,000 this week. Um, uh. Yeah, but as always, I'm looking to bounce back and hopefully work my way into the top 10K nearing the end of the season. Well, yeah, we can only, uh, only way he's up from here, mate. Um, yeah, how'd you go? Uh, yeah, well, listeners, don't tune out because we do have a, a person on the podcast that did score over 2,000. Um, I scored 2,078, so not, not too much higher. Um, I'm ranked 10,227th, so still around that mark. I've got, I got a, quite a few trades in hand. Um, so yeah, I'm feeling, I'm feeling I'm in a pretty good position at the moment. I did also have five captain... Not because I got greedy, but because I forgot Gresham was my loophole player and St. Kilda played early on Sunday. So, uh, not um, I wasn't happy. At, well, I was happy at half-time when Fife looked like he was going to score 130, but no. Nah, um, it, it cost me about 90 points. So, I would have had, yeah, 21, 2180 or something around that mark and probably would have jumped a lot higher. Um yeah, I'm not too. I'm not too sad now. I just got to worry about what to do with Fife, like a lot of people. Um, the community team outscored me by ten points this week, scoring twenty thousand uh, two thousand and eighty-eight. Um, they're now ranked nineteen thousand three hundred and fifty-seven and building. They also had five captains, so yeah. Um, with Goldie VC. Uh, Goldie was VC, and yeah, so yeah, looks, we all got greedy. Yeah, exactly right. Um, looks like we're just. Missed it, and a lot of people were in the same boat because yeah. scoring just over two thousand didn't hurt your ranking too much. Yeah. Um, I could hazard a guess, and actually, I think the community team rose a bit with that two thousand and eighty-eight. So, I mean, it was just a shocking week all around. Robbie Gray, yeah. obviously, and Alex Rance getting suspended. Um, all yeah. those points we will go through now. Um, starting with the biggest issue of the week, and it's Nat Fife. Um, yeah. Wow, 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 wow. Uh, oh, it looks yeah. like he's out for months, man. Another yeah. fracture in his leg. Yeah, must trade. Have to trade this week if you've got him. You can't hold on to him. Doesn't nah. doesn't matter if he's out for three, four, five, six. He's, it looks like he's going to be out for months, though, so yeah. you've got to trade him out. Um, we'll, we'll go through the best options. Um, I, reckon, I reckon we advise strongly to not try and get funny with this. He did pick Nat Fife as a top five super coach player for the year. Um so the trade option should reflect that as well. Correct. You should be picking one of the top two or three players that you think will ride your home through the season and 
Just not try and get funny with it. Um, for starters, Gary Ablett, $619,700. And Patrick Dangerfield, $650,500. If you don't have either of those two men, they are your priorities. I'd, I'd yeah, definitely get them absolutely. in. Absolutely. They're one and two for the year. Correct. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd just stress everything to get them in, um, even if it means a bit of a downgrade. I think Danger is priced above five now. Um, yeah, he is. Yep, so if you're going to make up that little bit of cash, it's definitely worth it. Danger's yeah. is in exceptional form, to say the least. Um, yeah. Now, if you've got those two players, like I know a lot of teams do, um, we'll look at the other options. And leading the bunch, Parker. Yeah. Um, price at $582,100. Break-even of 120 so he's going to stay around that mark for another yeah. couple of weeks. Um. What are your thoughts on Parker, mate? Um, I reckon Parker. I reckon he's shown that he's the real deal. Um, he played magnificently on the weekend in the wet. Scored 129. Yeah. I, I think he's. I think he's. He's the real deal. He's. I think he's probably the. He's in the top two midfielders at Sydney. I can see him averaging over 110 for the year. So definitely worth a shot with Luke Parker. He looks like just just one small tier behind that Dangerfield Gaz combination. Yeah. Um, um, and he's young as well, so he's got plenty of time to develop. Yeah, correct. Natural progression will see him. Yeah. We'll see his average yeah. go up. Um, so Parker, uh, yeah, I, I reckon. I mean, it depends how you see all of these players, but Parker, yeah. you, you really can't go wrong with him. Um, He's, yeah, he's just a, a safe pick. As with the next guy, who's now looking like a safe pick, um, Penderbury, 580000 on the dot. His break-even's back down to 105. We just saw him play, and he was all through the middle. Um, yeah. Had an exceptional game. Yeah. What do you think about Penderbury? Um, look, history tells us that Pendles is one of the safest super coach midfielders over the past four or five years, right? But... The thing that worries me the most is this 130 came in a game where Collingwood absolutely belted Essendon. Um, and that is not going to happen too many more times this year. No. Uh, no. Um, I guess what we really got to have to also consider is um, his scores this year have been well below average. And we're kidding ourselves if we're saying, oh, Pendles has been okay. Um, he has so looked I'm, injured. He has looked very injured. Um, this game against Essendon, he didn't. I mean, he actually looked he looked very rejuvenated. I believe he played in the midfield last game as well for a ton. Yeah. Um, him playing through the midfield, I think it makes Collingwood better. They look like they really. Yeah. I know it was against Essendon and they're a second-rate team and all those yeah. who has, but they actually looked like their their forward line functioned a lot better without Cloak yeah. and. Hey, maybe they turn a bit of a corner. They've got a bit of an easy run to come up. Um, yeah. I reckon Pendles is in prime picking position, and yeah. I'm considering him over all other suitors at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you're going to pick him, I think now's probably the best time because 105 is probably a price that he's going to break even. Is, is, sorry, yeah, that break even of 105 is something that he's. I reckon he's going to sit on that for quite a bit. Um, but having said that, he very well could go back to his 120 days if he 
plays through the midfield more consistently in Collingwood um, as a team pick up their form. Well, that's what you're banking on, isn't it? The yeah. um, playing through yeah. the midfield and getting back yeah. to his old self. Um, last two games, sample size. I I hope that he stays there because he's he's such a weapon when he's in there. Um, yeah. Next player, one of the teammates of Parker. Actually, let, let's go to both of them. Josh Kennedy's price at five fifty eight five hundred. Yeah. Hanover's a lot more at six twenty three hundred, and for good reason. I mean, what a start yeah. to the season. Um, both yeah. are break evens in the one twenties, so they'll either maintain or um, maybe just fall a smidgen. Nothing yeah. too too worrying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, Hanover's is the big one. Uh, he, I reckon, yeah. he's in the same sort of breath as Dangerfield and Gaz. Maybe a little yeah. bit under. I'd rate yeah. him above Parker though. So, what do you think? Yeah. Of him? Um, yeah, I think Hanabry is probably, yeah, I reckon he's probably one down from Gary Ablett and Patrick Dangerfield. Um, I think he is the best midfielder, midfield option at Sydney. Um, JPK, on the other hand, he hasn't quite been the same, I reckon, for this season. He's just, he's, he's been good, but I just don't think he's quite up there with the other um, midfielder. So, uh, as far as a trade option for Fife is concerned, I don't think JPK is quite that replacement. Whereas I think Hanabry is. He almost lives up to it, Hanabry. And yeah. JPK, I mean, he does present as a bit of a point of difference, but he's a lot riskier. And Fife yeah. wasn't risky when you picked him at the start of the yeah. season. Fife was a, a lock in and. Yeah. Uh, well, you'd, you'd think never have to look at him again, but here we are. Um, but yeah, I'd, I'd definitely go to Hannah's before before JPK. And yeah. if money permitted, look, he's 620k, but he's, he doesn't have a high break even. So I mean, he's going to hover around that for a few more weeks unless he scores yeah. poorly. Um, yeah. I mean, if the 40k does favour you, Pendlebury's right there, but Hannah's yeah. looks like a, a cracking option at the moment. Yeah. Um, Callum Ward's our next one, and he's just super consistent, isn't he? He does this year in yeah. and year out. Um, is he a Fife replacement, though? Um, I don't mind this, because um, Ward, he's, yeah, as you said, he, the consistency's there, and it just shows that he can average 110 just day in, day out. I mean, week in, week out, sorry. And when we look at averages at the end of the season, you see that, you know, 110 would probably dictate, would probably, yeah, dictate a top 8 to 10 midfield finish, and that's where I see Callum Wood finishing at the end of the year, so Fife to Ward isn't the worst option. In fact, I reckon it's an excellent option. Yeah, I agree. I like Ward as a pick. Um, also, if you're trying to avoid all the other cattle, um, it could be a point of difference trading option this week. Um, yeah. Now, a couple of players that you could probably afford to wait a couple of weeks for if you have upgrade money sitting in the bank. Um, Pritis is 576. His break-even is 134. He's had... Well, he definitely scored under 100 this week, and I think he did not one week ago, but two weeks ago. Um, Pritis looks like he's going to drop for another week or two. Yeah. Um, also, I think he's going to be near that top 10 uh, midfielder bracket. Um Obviously, at a break-even of 134, you could afford to hold off and see him as your next upgrade target. But then again, 134 is 
not something outside of Prudis's reach. So no. if you want to jump on, that's it's not the worst option. No. He could very well score 140 the next week, and you know he's very capable of doing it. Yeah, I definitely agree. He's um he's a good trade-in option, but you can certainly afford to wait wait a week. Um, someone that you can afford to wait a fortnight or even a month for, um, Robbie Gray's 550k, yeah. and his break-even's 195. Um, just wow, he's, he scored 50 yeah. this week and 70 the week before. You can't, you can't even look at Gray for yeah. next week or two, can you? Yeah, oh, this is going to be one of the bargains of the season in a couple of weeks. Um, it kind of broke my heart because um, I traded uh, Toby Green for him two oh, weeks ago. No. And- yeah, Toby Green's pumped out two tons, and Robbie Gray's pulled off a seventy, like a seventy odd score, and then this, this 50, fifty. Yeah, it's yeah, a nightmare. It's kind of killed me, and it's going to break my heart that people are going to, you know, get him for what five hundred k. It's looking 500K, like five hundred k. Yeah, and I paid, I paid top dollar for him. So yeah, look, in a couple of weeks, Robbie Gray's going to be an absolute steal, and I'd probably wait two weeks for that to happen. Correct. Um, a couple of players that you can't wait on anymore. Uh, Rory Sloan's the first one. He's down at yeah. 544.5. His yeah. break-even is 79 after back-to-back, if I recall correctly, 130-plus performances. Yeah. Um, Crows look exceptional, and so does Sloan. Would you would you yeah. consider him? Oh, Sloan has been fantastic, hasn't he? Um, I think Adelaide are the real deal this year. Um, I reckon... They should be pushing for top four, and I think Rory Sloan is central to those plans. Um, he's just a contested beast. He wins his own footy, um, and at 5.44, um, he, I reckon he'll be... Because in 2014, he averaged uh, close to 110. I think he did average uh, 110 or thereabouts. About 108 think, with those injury-affected scores as well. Yeah, um, this was last season, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah, so I think he'll go straight back to that um, this season. Um, I think if, you know, you were to get, as you said earlier, to get a bit clever with these trades, I think Rory Sloan would be that player that you'd do it with. He's someone that not many would be considering, and with a break even of 79, he won't be be lower than 550 for a long time. Yeah, so if... That was a player that you would go to. I reckon it would be Rory Sloan. Yep, he he looks like a good option if you if you do need that extra cash. Um, yeah. Another one whose break even has dipped below a hundred is Joel Selwood, and he looks exceptional again on the weekend yeah. against yeah. Uh, a team that came out for one quarter. Um, he's priced at five seventy nine k, three hundred dollars. Yeah. And yeah, well, the thing, the question with Selwood is, and I, I've contemplated trading him in. But I don't know if he'll be a top ten midfielder. I'm just I'm just um, not sure if he'll get there again. I think the question you have to ask yourself, Jordan, is how much do you think Selwood would average by the end of the year? Well, or from here on in, from here on in, from for, round six to round twenty-three, what do you think Joel Selwood would average? I reckon you'd be happy with 110 plus. Yeah, you would be happy with 110 plus. Then I'd say. Selwood is an excellent trading option. If you think he's going to average 105, 106, then I'd be wary and I'd probably back off. I guess, like, it's what you're going to... At his price, 579000 you'd be wanting 110-plus consistently. 
Yeah. Or at least you'd want, even if he pulls off the odd um, 70 or 80, you'd want that high ceiling that Joel Selwood has proved that um, he can do. Yeah, it is an interesting one, and that yeah. comes down to the picker's preference. If you do yeah. back Joel Selwood, then, yeah. then he does look like a very yeah. good pick and a good price as well. Yeah. Um, I think Dave just helped him as well. Yeah, he's probably freed him up a bit in that midfield, yeah. hasn't he? Yeah. Um, well, that, that pretty much runs through our options. We're not going to go for too many left field ones. Um, they're the main premiums that you want to get in yeah. for five. Um, to summarise... You, I'm assuming you have five. Um, who are your top two lookings, mate? For me personally, um, I would be looking at most likely, or I'd pretty definitely Hatterbury because I reckon he's number three after Gaz and Danger from here on in. Yep. Um, and if I wanted to get tricky, I'd be looking at Sloan, but that's just a consideration at this point. Yep, fair enough. Um, yeah. The the main two that I'm looking at is, same with you, Hanabry. If I do need to free up that little bit of extra cash, then I actually really like the um, the value that Pendles presents being such a prolific player in the past. Yeah. So I reckon right now I'm probably leaning to getting in Pendlebury, but yeah. if that money isn't an issue, then Hanabry, Hanabry will be locked away very quickly. Um, yeah. I'm overseeing Parker, but... Uh, I'm not, I'm uh, I'm just never sure on Parker. I've never really yeah. been sold on him, but that could definitely burn me. Um, yeah. The um the players that we got to look to to free up some cash. Um, that is if you need a downgrade. If you do need a downgrade, um, people are considering trading out Ben Kennedy. Now his break even's fifty one. Um, personally, I'm I'm doing a double, say a sideways with Fife, and then I'm upgrading Ben Kennedy. Um, I think 51, having seen him play today, and yeah, he was around it. I just, I don't think he has that much more money to make. Yeah, so I he's, he's gonna stagnate because because I think those hundreds that he pulled off in the first two rounds, I think that's as much as we're gonna get from him. Like, mm, it looks grim. I don't think we. Yeah, I think. I reckon if you're going to trade this week, by all means, trade. But if you have other priorities, then Ben Kennedy's also worth holding because he's not going to lose your cash. No, he's, he's not. Yeah. And if you do hold him for that one more week, then he could very well pull out one of those big scores and make your money for another fortnight. Um, yeah. I just think, as far as form can tell, the last three weeks have shown enough. They've won a couple of games in that. Yeah. Um, I can't see him scoring too many big scores, but hey, it's it comes down to what you actually expect from your players. And yeah. a big thing with Ben Kennedy is if you're looking to downgrade, then I'd probably hold him because yeah. he's on your he's nine out of ten people will have him on the field, and if you do and you downgrade him, you're essentially losing points for what he can yeah. score. If you do, if you are upgrading throughout the week, then he's. I reckon you could definitely upgrade him, and um, I mean he's on your field, so you're going to be gaining points if you're upgrading. Um, yeah. Next player is Menadry. His break even is it's still down at twenty nine. So um, hold definitely hold. That's, yeah. You shouldn't be fielding Connor Menadry. Um, if you do, if you are in the position where you are fielding him then I'd say that your team is in a bit of strife. <laughs> yeah. Because, um, like, I scored just over 1,900 this week and I'm still not f- fielding manager. 
I mean, I loophole him every week in the hope that, you know, he scores a 80 or something that I can take, but it's I'm not forced to play him, and neither should you. Yeah, um, with manager, I reckon it's the same as Ben Kennedy. If you're going to downgrade a player, then you could downgrade manager, especially if it means saving Kennedy. Um, if you're going to upgrade a player, then probably just hold on to manager. It's going to make you a bit more cash. Um, yeah. The next one, this one's interesting. Um, Jacob Weedering has a break even of 79. I reckon, yeah. I reckon it's danger signs from him. Um, I reckon it's, yeah, I'd reckon if you have Weedering, um, I reckon it's time to jump off. Um, and I, I say this because even though he has scored his hundreds, he's scored 100 and he's average. I think he's averaging over 80 as well. Um, it's just the fact that he's got a 61 in his... Uh, uh, three game average he's got that 61 and it's going to stay there in for another week so you risk if he scores another 60 odd score he's going to drop in price whereas if you trade now you're basically minimising the chance of losing money that you could need for an extra upgrade Yeah, because Obviously, if you have if you trade Fife and Weedering, there's a good chance that the money that you're going to get from Fife could plus the money in your bank plus the price that Weedering's at that could get you a very good defender. Yeah, I reckon I reckon Weedering's a definite out this week. Um, yeah. As with the next one, Matt, uh, Matt, yeah, Matt D. Um, Matt D. Yeah. He he could definitely be a trade out as well. He's break even sixty seven. Um, he doesn't look like he's going to make him much cash, but he probably will stick around on his price for another week or two. So he's not he's yeah. not a real priority, but no. um, I can definitely justify trading him out. Um, yeah. Um, I'll be trading out Matt D this week. Um, mainly, not because I think he's maxed out, but what that does allow me to do is it allows me to swing Daniel Rich back into my back line. So it's more of a structural uh, trade than a money-making trade. Yeah, for me, uh, personally, yeah. Same um, boat as Weedering. I think you're better off jumping off if you have one of those two guys. Yeah, it's going to be hard to hold them both because they'll both need to go within the next week or two. So, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the next one's Darcy Parrish. His break-even's 54. You'd hold on to him, surely. Yeah, um, I'm, I've got Parrish. I'm holding on to him. Yep. I think um, this is a game that not only did Essendon get flogged, but they just looked out of it, out of all sorts. Um, I think Parrish is still good for a few 70s and 80s along the way. Um, and, yeah, he'll make you more cash. Yeah, I, c- I can definitely see that. I mean, yeah. he's averaging yeah. more than 54, so you, you're probably yeah. primed to hold on to him. Yeah. Um, and last but not least is Papley and... We don't even need to talk too much about him. I actually traded him out, but I mean, I don't regret it. I needed the cash, so yeah. his break even is down to thirty-four. He's got two good games in a row now. He should hold his spot. I reckon we just, yeah. if you've got Patley, yeah. you definitely hold him for another yeah. couple of weeks. Yeah, and that break even of thirty-four, he's still got the twenty-four on his average this week. But if he scores another sixty or seventy, his break even is going to drop even more. So I reckon he's yeah. So if, if you if you held him, then you're in a good spot. Especially yeah. if you have that cash in the bank. Yeah. Fantastic move, yeah. Yep. Um, now, we've talked a lot about downgrading players, the ones that we're going to be trading in two. Now, I only see one that really jumps out at me, and that's Tom Lee from St. Kilda. He's 
priced at 123900 and his break-even is negative 60. Beyond him, um, Jaden Hunt on the bubble have selected Tim O'Brien and Liam Sumner are the same. Their scoring potential looks it looks terrible, to be honest. So if you're forced to downgrade this week, then it's it's a really poor week to do it. And you Tom really... Lee's the only one. Yeah, Tom Lee is the really serious one yeah. that, that should actually hold his spot to after a good week. Yeah. The thing that I want to point out with Tom Lee is that if you bring in Tom Lee, um, I imagine that a lot of teams would have defence-only rookies like Darcy Byrne-Jones, Kieran Byrne, Ruggles. Um, Tom Ruggles, yep. Josh Wagner. These guys are all defensive rookies. Um, and you've already got them. Like, if these guys were defence mid, you can always swap them into your midfield, right? But if you're going to... Like, there's not much room for another downgrade. Like, in your defence, you'd almost... You're almost at that point where you could look at an upgrade. Yeah, you'd if fully not, you'd fully expect people to have two of those rookies that you just listed. Yeah. And someone like Adams, who isn't ready to cull. Maybe even yeah. Hartley, who isn't ready to cull. So, oh, yeah. trading... He's definitely not ready to cull after his game today. Yeah, so um, trading in another defensive rookie, it's... Yeah. It does like, look grim. If you have yeah. to get someone like O'Brien, maybe he's the next best one, yeah. then so be it. But uh, it just doesn't look I like think, a good uh, week to yeah, game. Yeah, it doesn't look right with another defensive rookie. Like me personally, I had to fit Burn Jones and Kieran Burn into my side. I had to swing one of those guys forward. And pers- personally, I'm not prepared to swing Marcus Adams or Tipping Woody into my forward line as well to fit another defence rookie. Yeah, well, then you're going to so, have to field yeah, one of the defence rookies. structures at this point as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, next next week, I suppose we've got to look forward to if you yeah. if you can hold off downgrade downgrading this week, and yeah. just do solely upgrades. Maybe make a bit of cash from five upgrade one of those rookies with whatever money you've got in there. The next week we've got people like Peter Wright looks extremely good on the weekend. Mason Cox yeah. looks like he played AFL for five years. Um, Josh Smith was excellent in his debut for Carlton as well, and even Darcy Tucker from Frio. So we've got yeah. some good non-defensive, I'll say, um, rookies coming through. So if you can maybe hold off this week, do an upgrade somewhere, and maybe those Menadues or Dees or um, Papley Parishes, Ben Kennedys, all those players, maybe you can hold them one more yeah. week, and then yeah. you'll have more options come through. Even if yeah. Petrarca plays this week, you could go early yeah. on him. Yeah. Um, so it's it is looking grim for downgrade options, but I mean upgrades are there, and hopefully next week the downgrade options will will come through. Yeah, yeah I reckon hold a week <clears> for these guys. You got because the thing is, the worst thing that you guys could do is let's say you go early on, say a Josh Smith or a Darcy Tucker, and they're not named for their third game. Like that happened to me earlier in the season with um, Jay Gresham and uh, Josh uh, Dunkley. Well, it's and the Josh Glenn rule, mate. The um yeah. Josh Glenn came out, scored a hundred in his first, sixty in his second, yeah. and then didn't play again for the rest of the season. You just held him. Yeah, and I mean that's it's not what you want. Like you're going to be in a world of hurt when you do that. So I'd say you'd wait till they're named for their third game before you trade. Yeah, certainly don't look at any of these. Peter Wright, Mason Cock, Josh Tucker, yeah. I mean Josh Smith, Darcy Tucker. Don't look at any of them next this week. What we're suggesting is to hold your downgrade options unless yeah. you want to get Tom really, Lee or really Tim O'Brien. Yeah. 
yeah, hold your downgrade options this week. Maybe if you cop a tiny bit of cash loss on the, the following week, yeah. a lot more rookies that are that are looking good will come yeah. through. So um, wait a week on your downgrades, hopefully, and upgrade this week, I'd say. Um, yeah. Now, Alex Rance cop two weeks at the tribunal. Um, you've got your... Uh, first things first, you've got to hold him, I'd say. For, yeah. Like The first thought is you have to hold him. It's only two weeks. Um, yeah. He's a premium defender. He will be a top yeah. six still. Hold, 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 yeah. hold. If you... Two weeks is worth playing someone like Kieran Byrne or Tom Ruggles. Yeah. That, yeah. Yeah, I know, agree. The trade's much more valuable than the score at this point. Yep. Um... If you did desperately need a trade, you maybe have maybe you don't have good defensive stocks, and you're going to cop a donor. Otherwise, um, I'd go lead, sure. Um, other than that, hold, 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 hold. Yeah. Um, they're the two premiums that if you've got rents, you might have missed out on. But yeah, if that's maybe a slight correction, but yeah, I'd definitely hold. Otherwise, um. Along with that motto, actually, holding premiums. Um, we've had a lot of questions come through about Wingard. Steph Martin, Kolodajny, and Hooley even. Hold, hold these hold. players. You bought them for a reason. Their price will not matter to you in five weeks. You need to hold these players. Um, uh, yeah, there's there's really nothing else we can say more about that. Um, we will head to a couple of questions on Facebook. Um... We put out a status a few hours ago, got a couple of responses. First one is Stephen, or Stefan, not sure which one, um, surname Foot. He's asking, Barlow now looking like a good option if Fife is out long term at around 466k. Um, I agree. Barlow looks like an excellent... If you didn't start him and didn't already waste the trade on getting him out, if you're looking to get someone in, Barlow looks like an excellent option. I'd, I'd highly recommend this for a discounted price. Well, he was, um, he was best on the ground last game, so... Yeah, if he was that... fantastic. So, I think as soon as Spike went down, Barlow's super coach points just went up, 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 so... Yeah, in a loss and two Carlton, so I reckon we can no, back, back yeah. Barlow in as a premium. It's, it's, only, on. it's only up from here for Barlow. Um, yeah. I, I agree, yeah. Barlow's definitely a good trading option, so if you did miss him at the start of the season, didn't trade him at all so far, otherwise you're wasting trades... Then I'd definitely look at getting him in. Um, next question from Stephen Heslop: Who do you think will be t- the top five midfielders at the end of the year in order five to one? Now we had a bit of a chat about this earlier, so I'll just run through them. Order of five to one: fifth, I'd put Parker. Yeah. Uh, fourth, I would put Pridus. He always comes good. Third, I would put Hanbury, as we discussed earlier. Second, Gary Ablett providing he plays a full season. And first, I'd put Dangerfield. I'd put him first by by a good way at this point. He looks like he's yeah, going to run away with I it. He, I personally reckon he's 10 to 15 points clear of uh, Gary Ablett at this stage. Yeah, well, definitely. Yeah, he, looks he looks like looks he fantastic. could average one, 120, 125 even. Um, yeah. Now, people have missed out. Obviously, we've left Fife out because he's going to miss a couple of months. Yeah. Um, Gray would have been in there the week before this one or the yeah. week before the one before this one but he's just put out two shit scores so he didn't make yeah. it um, Langwood Jordan 
Well, two bad scores. My bad. Um, is this yeah. a is this a G rated podcast? Or? Oh, I know we have to chuck the PG see. on it this week. I reckon. Yeah, that's a shocker. Um, and then players like Pendlebury, Callum Ward, um, even Sloan and Selwood could definitely sneak up to that top five. But yeah. I reckon I those are the safe ones. Out. Yep, definitely. Um. Next question, which is a good one. Um, Jackson Jacoby, who's very, very avid follower of the page. Um, how many trades is a good amount to have left after pre-round six trades? Pre-round six. Um, so after we've traded this week, I reckon a good... If you were in a really good position and after this week's trades, you didn't have any holes in your team, five to seven even. I mean, seven's a bit much. Maybe maybe five to six trades used. Yeah would be a really good spot to be in. Yeah. Um, yeah, if you've used less than five, you, it means that your team's near perfect and oh, you're coasting, you're cruising. If you've used uh, less, less than five, then, um, yeah, well, you're uh, just in a great position. Um, yeah. If you've used eight plus, which means you've traded every, well, I think, yeah, every round, every round. Yeah, um, you would have had to have traded every round, not necessarily two a week, but... If you've traded every round, then... You might be in a spot of bother. Spot uh, eight plus at this point isn't yeah. good. Not good at um, all. I think if you have used more than seven or eight, I'd hope that you're nearing... You have a plan to get to full primo fairly quickly. How many trades have you used, mate? Um, okay, pre-round... Six. Uh, pre-round six, I've used six trades. Oh, so you, what, if you use two this week, you've only used six? No, if I used two this week, I would have used eight. Oh, well, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, um, but I, like, looking at my team, if I double upgrade this week, I would have what I would consider a near-complete midfield. Ooh, jeez, look at that. Yeah, yeah. I can list off, if I... Do my trades this week. I'll I'll list off what my midfield would look like, um, provided I have someone a certain someone coming in. Okay. I'll, Slight disclaimer: um, this guy scored nineteen hundred on the weekend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll, yeah. You'll you'll understand what what's happened when I uh, explain further. Okay. Go. Um. So, so, uh, M one Patrick Dangerfield, M two Gary Ablett. M3, I would say, would be uh, Dan- Daniel Hanabry for Nat 5. Yep. Yep. Uh, 4 would be Robbie Gray. Uh, 5 would be Liberatore. Nice. Yep. Uh, 6 um, would be a certain someone that I would not like to mention at this point. Ooh, mystery guy. Yeah, mystery guy. <laughs> um, that's a point of difference that I would like to keep to myself for a while, oh, just geez. in case. Poor, poor um, listeners come in and want to listen yeah. to your advice and you, you just hold it all to yourself. Yeah, um, still under review, I'd say, because um, I don't want to recommend it just in case. Yeah, that's The fair. community jump, yeah. Um, uh, after that, uh, Brad Crouch... So I've held Brad Crouch um, all this time. So he'll be on um, the bench for you. He he has been on the bench, but if he plays, he would be my M seven. Okay. Yep. 
Yep, and then, which leaves me um, Parish and Mills to loophole for my M8. Ah, right, fair enough. Yeah, no, that looks yeah. good, actually. Um... So I've basically been holding out for Brad Crouch for three weeks now, and I'm almost at the point where if he doesn't play this week, I might trade him instead of Matt D. Okay, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, it could be genius. It, it could be very foolish to hold him, yeah. considering your leaking points. Um, yeah. Now, to go back to Jackson's question, um, before I use trades this round, I'll be on five. After trades, I'll be on seven. Um, yeah. I think, I, I think that's a good spot to be in. Seven yeah. trades um, pre-lockout round six. I reckon, I reckon you're, you're looking okay. Um, Jackson did have another good question. Um, he's going biggest two priorities out of Fife, Kennedy, and Menager. We did kind of touch on this. First of all, Fife is a definite trader. You've got to get him out, otherwise you're losing 120 points a week because that's what you expect him to score. Out of Kennedy and Menager, it depends if you're going up or down or if they're on your field. If if Kennedy is on your field and Menager is on your bench and you're upgrading, then I'd say Kennedy. Um, if it's the other way around and you're downgrading, then I'd say Menager. Yeah, but I'd even say you could hold Menager regardless. You could hold week. both. You could hold yeah. both, really, but you don't want yeah. to downgrade Kennedy to someone that you're going to have to play on the field. So yeah. you want to upgrade him to someone if you're playing them on the field. Yeah. <clears throat> um, and that, that pretty much wraps up our podcast, mate. Um, yeah. Slight disclaimer, definitely hold on to your primos. Um, yeah. Merritt's another one who scored poorly. Hold on. Yeah. Um, you've backed him in for a reason. Yeah. And hopefully there's not too much carnage during the week, and we'll talk to you this time next week. Yeah. Um, See ya. Fa- well, <clears throat> before you tune off. Um, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> pre- <laughs> premature. Um, yeah. Obviously, we're on the website. We're on iTunes. We're on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud. Um, make sure you tune in this Friday to Cheese in Houston's podcast. They'll be yeah. going through the ins and outs. And now we'll see you all next week. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye.